Hello, hockey fans, and how are you today? It's Talkin' Hockey, the hockey talking show, right here on UMFM 101.5 in Winnipeg. And you can, uh, of course, stream it, download it. It's the 21st century. Talkin' Hockey, the hockey talking show. Uh, co-host Tom here with you, and I've got, as always, co-host Jared sitting in the seat across from me. And we are recording episode uh season episode season six episode three that was a mouthful yep (laughs) jared how are you today uh i'm doing good uh as of as of the time of recording i am uh recovering uh from my thanksgiving dinner and i am quite full i had uh Two helpings and two pieces of pie. So, uh, oh, that a boy. <laughs> if I'm if I'm moving a little slow tonight on the mic, uh, it's because I am full. So, well, it's a good thing then that you had all your ice times before you ate your Thanksgiving dinner, yeah. and then your next ice time after Thanksgiving dinner isn't for a few days. Yeah, I can I can work all of this out of my system. Yeah, yeah, yeah you get a little time to just kind of vegetate and become one with the turkey yeah and then yeah um yeah we're gonna do ours on monday so listeners we're recording here uh sunday night uh a big day for nhl teams because tomorrow uh monday today the day you're listening to this is the day that teams have to become cap compliant and so Sunday, a lot of uh, moves were made, got, uh, teams sending guys down on the uh, waivers. And uh, so we'll see what shakes out of that. We, w- we won't know. Uh, you'll know in the future listening to this. But right now, us talking, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Which is so, kind of par for the course. So. Yeah. Like the Jets, <laughs> the Jets sent down Axel Janssen, Fialbi, Kyle Capobianco, and uh, third string goalie. Colin Delia, what Colin? What's the Delia? Uh, huh. So, anywho, we're we're calling as as is the tradition here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. We like to name each episode after the, the player who wore that number, a player who wore that number. So, uh, for this one, we're calling this. Uh, it's episode three. Number three is basically a defenseman's number. I can think of like one forward who wears three. Yeah. Charlie you... Charlie Coyle? Yeah. Yeah. Charlie Coyle. Yeah. I can't think of any other forwards who wear three. <laughs> nope. It's always defenseman. Yeah. Um, so the defenseman we're, we're going to name the show after, his name's Harry Howell. You probably never heard of him. I'm gonna guess. I never heard of him. I'm a pretty, pretty decent hockey fan, Jared. I, I've, I've, I know about players from before my time. Uh-huh. You know? I'd, say, I'd say that. I'd say that you're. Time. I'd say that you're a more than decent hockey fan. Okay, thank you. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> now, and Jared, I, I, I would say that you too are a more than decent hockey fan. And d- do you know? Did you know anything about Harry Howell? You ever heard of him? I mean, I've heard the name. Uh, okay. he, he's uh, obviously he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Uh, so let me and... list down why you should know this guy's name. Because okay. like, like I said, like I, I don't, I never even heard of him. Hall of Famer. Um, okay. I had a really good bullet point list when I <laughs> introed him to you before we started recording. Okay. So, uh, he is the New York Rangers all-time games played leader. His number three is retired by the New York Rangers. 
Mm-hmm. He um, was the general manager of the Cleveland Barons for a season in the late 70s. Mm-hmm. He was basically the Reggie Dunlop of the WHA teams that he played for, which were uh, the New York Golden Blades slash Jersey Knights. They started as the New York Golden Blades. Halfway through the season, they moved to New Jersey and changed their name. (laughs) Uh, And then the next season, they moved to San Diego and they become the Mariners. And so Reggie Dunlap, I mean, Harry Hallowell. No, what's the guy's name? Harry Harry Howell. Henry Howell. Harry Howell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then the Calgary Cowboys. He was uh, the Reg Dunlop of the Calgary Cowboys in 75, 76. So, yeah, Henry Howell. Harry Howell. Harry Howell. It's it's Henry. Is it Henry? No, No, you're. It's Harry. Oh, no, his name is Henry, but he went by Harry. See, now that's confusing. But he he was, yeah, man, inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1979. He played professional hockey between mm-hmm. 1952 and 1976. Yes. Um, that's a long time, man. Like he had, and he wore number three his yeah. entire time with the Rangers. He, he, his stint with the Rangers was from uh, his rookie season, you know, in 1952. Uh, and then he played with the Rangers until 1969. They wanted him to move into management or coaching or whatever, but he mm-hmm. wanted to keep playing. So they mm-hmm. sold him to California and he yeah. went and played for the Golden Seals or the Oakland Seals. Well, they were the Oakland Seals and the California Golden Seals. Yeah. And he played for them for a couple years. And uh, yeah, here's a fun fact about him Harry Howell, uh, Henry Vernon Howell, mm-hmm. he won the Norris Trophy, Jared. Yes. The year before expansion. Yes. So the last year of, I guess, the original six. Correct. He is the Norris Trophy winner. And he was quoted as saying something along the lines of like, uh, you know, uh, it's good that I got it, uh, the, won the trophy then, because the next uh, eight years for some time to come, uh, Bobby Orr is going to own that trophy. And he did, you know, because he won it for eight straight seasons. This Um, is correct. But, uh, yeah, he was, he was, uh, like, by all accounts, just like a very steady defenseman for, what, 20 years in in New York? Like, not quite, no. 17 seasons with the New York Rangers. 1,160 games regular season games with the New York Rangers. He tacked on for playoff games. He tacked on uh, only 34 playoff games in seven seasons with the Rangers. So in an original six, like, yeah, I guess the Rangers weren't so good. Harry Howell's only Stanley Cup is from his time as a scout with the Edmonton Oilers in 1990. So maybe he didn't play for some very good teams. Oh, and then the other great thing about Henry Howell or Harry Howell is his hockey DB photo, Jared. It <laughs> looks like he's uh, a cast member of Three's Company. Yeah. <laughs> like the the landlord, Mr. Roper, or something, yeah. you know, along those lines. Well, um, and, and he, so go ahead. I was just going to say his time in LA or California or whatever, he's got the tan, he's got a big smile, he's got shades of gray and the you know just a touch of gray in the in the sideburns there loving life and uh yeah you know he was doing dabbling in the uh, film industry a little bit or something hey sure (laughs) well and so he played for some pretty uh great wha teams um so the 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 golden blades jersey knights uh were kind of notorious because the uh they moved halfway through a season yeah. uh and uh so harry howell uh had 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 been picked up by the golden blades after he got released by the kings and he was almost immediately elevated to being the player coach and the golden blades wore all white skates with gold oh. color with gold color blades oh. and 
So Harry Howell showed up and he's like, no. yeah, that doesn't work. <laughs> and he and he ordered the skates to be painted black immediately. And they pretty quickly realized that the New York area was not uh, big enough to uh, take care of three hockey teams. And yeah. so they moved. Which is to... funny because it is now. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, yeah. at the time they were it was still growing. I yeah. Guess, and, and so so they moved them to Jersey and they played. Uh, at the Cherry Hill Arena, which was quite notorious because it had a slope in the ice surface, which forced <laughs> visiting teams to skate uphill two of oh. three periods. And so sometimes oh, nice advantage, man. I like the, it. Yeah. The, the pucks would shoot upwards unexpectedly. And um, uh, former Winnipeg Jet captain Ab McDonald said oh, yeah. the, the ice was so high in the middle that short guys couldn't see the other end of it, which, you know, <laughs> I don't know about that, but a <laughs> bit um, of an exaggeration, maybe a little bit of an exaggeration there from old Ab, Ab McDonald. And so then so, he go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say Cherry Hill is essentially a suburb of Philadelphia. Yes. I had yeah. to look that up. I had no idea where that is, obviously, but huh? it's I was picturing it just being across the river from New York. Mm-hmm. But no, mm-hmm. it's down by Philly. Sorry to interrupt. Continue. And and so then he goes to uh, San Diego. Uh, the Mariners, uh, I guess, were what the uh, New York Raiders, New York Golden Blades, and then the Jersey Knights became after. California. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like, ah, you know what? This whole New York metro not area, it's here. not working. Let's go to California. They were owned. Uh, in their final fi- the final season by a guy named Ray Kroc, who was the guy who founded McDonald's. What? The hell? And uh also owned the San Diego Padres at one point. Yeah. 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 Uh and, and so San Diego has an AHL team now, the Gulls, like the Seagulls. Yeah, the Gulls and have been who there. Who are they the affiliate of? Uh, I'm not sure, but the Gulls have been around for a long time. Yeah. Well, they do uh, hockey down there, and here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show, we previously a couple seasons ago, we had Eric Melvin of No Effects on our show, and he lives just north of San Diego these days, and he was telling us about the hockey scene down there. They got rinks, they got leagues, they got people playing. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. They were they were uh, they were an IHL team. I think that uh, let's see. Uh... They are, yeah, I can't figure it out. I can't, I can't figure out. They were affiliated with Colorado for a time. Uh, They actually, the San Diego goals no longer operate. They folded in 2006. So there you go. (laughs) Yeah. Are you for real? Yeah. Who's the San Diego team? I thought they had a team right now. Uh, Maybe you're thinking Bakersfield. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say. Matter. Anyways, their logo is is pretty awesome. It's uh, some dude uh, wearing a, a San Diego Mariners uh, uniform, skating in front of a uh, like a ship's steering wheel. Um, yeah, it could actually be Harry Howell, uh, for all we know. And then the last team was the Calgary Cowboys, who. Um, basically formed when uh, the Vancouver Blazers relocated to Calgary because uh, the Canucks uh, were kind of gaining traction. And so they played out of the Stampede Corral, uh, which was the, I think it's probably still in existence. Uh, It's like the the Calgary Stampede. It's on the, the Stampede grounds. And they have one of the best logos. Uh, it's like this little dude wearing skates and he's got a giant 10-gallon cowboy hat. <laughs> and I have a Chicks Dig It t-shirt where... Uh, oh, that? Yeah, it's the Calgary Cowboys yeah, logo. I've yeah. seen that one. Yeah, it's quite sweet. And I know we both like Chicks Dig It, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you uh, go. That's great. Well, that and I'll I will say that San Diego Mariners logo is fantastic too. <laughs> and you know, I just was looking up earlier in the week. I was looking up a BCHL team 
the uh, Kelowna Clippers, I think it was. Okay. And man, I fell in love with their logo from the 80s. Uh, hmm. Their new one, I would say, meh, too. But their, their logo from back in the 70s, 80s. Reason being, I uh, looked into that, was um, uh, Garage League teammate Jono. Jono Vision. Okay. He, uh, he played BCHL for a season with the Clippers. Oh. And um, yeah. Uh, no, not Cam- it wasn't not Kelowna. It's uh, Kamloops, maybe, or Cranbrook. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, anyways, we've talked a lot about yeah. a guy that we knew very little about. So, That's impressive. Yeah, there you go. There's your there's your history lesson. That's what we like to do on on talking hockey. The hockey talking show is yeah. take something that we know nothing about and <laughs> and, just, and just, just go on. Just rifle a bunch of facts at you. Yeah, that... and listeners, we do appreciate each and every one of you tuning in. It's awesome, and uh, we love the feedback when you know uh, we see you around or uh, any of that kind of stuff or or, or you drop us a line on the Instagram or whatever. Uh we're going to play a song now. We yep. got we got a few songs. It's all it's new release Monday here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. We got not any particular theme to the songs other than these are all newish releases. Yeah. And we'll lead it off with Manitoba Zone. I would say Winnipeg, but apparently they're from Brandon or some uh, of them are. Some well, of them are originally brandon i think they uh, all kind of they live in winnipeg now there's a few of yeah. them from out by selkirk area and yeah. uh yeah you would call them you would call them a winnipeg band but I, we're I, just gonna call them manitoba zone uh boy golden the name itself is a serious nod to the golden boy up on top of the the ledge just a, yeah you know just a a stone's throw from you and I here, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, uh, boy golden, they've really been making waves. I would say the last, uh, year or two, and mm-hmm. they got a new EP out. And this is a song off of that called mountain road. And it is a certified banger right here on talking hockey. So let's begin with astronomy. We think of the stars as little points of light that we see only at night. But our southern star, you actually look just like the other. I left two hours in them blue hills. Found myself heading out east. Along the way I got high every day And got seven or eight hours of sleep Living is easy if you want to But it sure can be hard if you don't Walking through the parking lots Lost in your thoughts Now you're standing at the no frills alone
see so the windows were wide and the tape deck was playing Charlie Pride Nothing don't come out of nothing But somehow I came out to you I left who I was in the back of your car But I know that our love was true Right, that was Boy Golden in there. Banger, certified banger of a track, uh, Mountain Road. How did you feel, Jared, about the twang on that guitar in that one where it's like, bow, 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 bow. you know, listeners, I know you, uh, you're you tuning into Talking Hockey to hear us imitate guitar noises, but I, yes. just, have to, I just have to point that one out because I, I really feel it. Well, so I saw, I had the good fortune this summer of seeing Boy Golden, who were a last-minute addition uh, to the Saturday night lineup at the Winnipeg Folk Festival. And yeah, somebody had to drop out. Somebody uh, had to drop out because of an illness. And yeah. Boy Golden kind of, uh, on, on last minute, kind of stole the night. They were yeah, fantastic. It's kind of like a hockey analogy right there. And so we'll use that to segue to talking about your Winnipeg Jets. There you um, go. So it's like you're getting cut the, you know, getting called up to the big leagues. Yeah. Here, well, and, and so you just, it's like, you got to make an impression. You got to, mm-hmm, you got to get mm-hmm. out there. It's training camp, if you mm-hmm. will. Mm-hmm. Uh, although Winnipeg Folk Fest is no training camp. That's well, regular and, season. Yeah. And before we start, so like, announced like basically right out of the folk festival uh boy golden got a show on the big stage at the burton cummings theater uh and that'll happen next month november 24th so uh up until now i think they've only been playing sort of smaller venues uh on their own and so uh yeah they opened for the they opened for the The sheepdogs at the burke but now they'll be headlining their own show at the burke yeah. Right so. on. See you there. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So Winnipeg Jets, Jared. Uh, yeah. We mentioned off the top of the show that today, Monday, um, October 9th, happy birthday to my brother, John. Oh, the Win- oh the happy birthday. Jet. Yeah. He's a big Jets fan. He's a Nikolai Ehlers guy. He's got a white heritage Ehlers jersey. Unfortunately, Nick Ehlers still feeling those neck spasms. Coach Bonus is saying Ehlers, you know, he's not going to get a preseason game, I don't think. Um, That's a shame. Maybe he'll be ready. I don't know what's going on with Ehlers. Eh? Like, it's hard to say. Yeah, he he seems to be perpetually hurt. And uh, hopefully, like, this is the year that uh, he kind of shakes that injury uh, bug that seems to follow him around. And yeah, uh, yeah no, it would be it would be really great to see uh, Nick Ehlers because obviously uh, in a transition year, the Jets could definitely use somebody with his level of skill uh, being in the lineup all the time. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, the, so... Boy, the boys at Illegal Curve who know a little more than you and I, they, they're out there. They're talking to people. We're just talking about talking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Here on Talking Hockey. Uh, they've got Ehlers in their projected opening day lineup. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, camp, they've the 20, the opening 23 man roster. And um, I've kind of heard the bonus say, you know, if it were regular season, he'd be playing, but. They're just taking it easy with him because 
you know, why force it? And I heard Perfetti saying, oh, it'd be nice. And Perfetti's a young guy, right? Like he, he, he wants those preseason games, but he was saying it'd be nice to be getting some chemistry together with, with Ehlers uh, in the preseason, but you know, Ehlers is, he knows what he's doing out there. He's not going to, I don't, I think he'll come out flying if he, if he is in fact in the lineup. Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. Do you want to look at the opening projected opening day roster here and and uh, talk about that a little bit, or where do you where do you well, want to yeah. focus on the Jets here? And I mean, okay, so when we were talking on last week's show, uh, a couple of guys had just been sent down that were kind of notable because they saw sort of significant ice time with the team last year, and so Jansen Harkins and Dominic Tonianato had gotten sent down when uh, when we were talking last week. And uh, similar to what happened last year with uh, John uh, Kovacevic, uh, yeah. Harkins, Harkins got picked up by the Pittsburgh Penguins and uh, basically, I think, seems a lock to be making their bottom six. And yeah. so uh, Tony Anato uh, will play with the Manitoba Moose. And then... The other sort of thing that we talked about last week was how are they going to figure out what to do with nine defensemen and uh, only and only eight spots? And uh, un- we have un- a sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, that one kind of uh, solved itself uh, when uh, Billy Hanala got hurt against Ottawa this week in a preseason game. Uh, He's out for 12 weeks minimum or something. Yeah, 8 to 12 weeks. He fractured his ankle. And so that basically means that uh, Declan Chisholm and Logan Stanley, pardon me, will open the as uh, seventh and eighth defenseman for the Jets. And I think Schmidt is possibly banged up right now, so there's a chance that Schmidt doesn't even play in the opening day roster. So then you see a guy like maybe they throw Chisholm in there. Yeah, I don't know. They'll probably put Stanley yeah. in, but of course if, they will. Like <sighs> Stanley is one of the most I don't know divisive players in modern Jets. You know, well, I would uh, say he is he is certainly uh, polarizing, right? Because yeah. Uh, a couple of years ago, he looked like he was going to be uh, a mainstay, you know, yeah. like he came up and uh, he he kind of came up, was promoted from the moose and yeah. kind of physically jumped... dominant. He scored a clutch goal or two. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, who's this big guy? And you can't teach size, as uh, Kevin Sawyer on TSN likes to say. But, you know, it's true, you can't. And that's what is so tantalizing about Stanley. And that's why he keeps getting so many chances. I, I don't know. You looked at his, you looked at the play in the preseason of Vili Hanel versus Logan Stanley. Yeah. And Vili was playing lights out. It's so heart-wrenching and, and just awful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to the feeling that you get about Vili getting hurt like that. Like, that is just so unfortunate for him he well, was yeah they, they were he was he wasn't even gonna make it a hard choice for the coaches they had to they had to keep him it was up to shovel day off whether or not he was gonna send him down because of the contract thing with him being waiver exempt but like uh, at that point keep Villy, send down big stan because in stanley's preseason games he looked like a ahler he didn't yeah. even look you know what i mean like he didn't he did not impress at all. He didn't have a good preseason, in my opinion. No, and, and... so, uh, like, we probably, uh, I would be surprised if we see Billy Hanela here much before February. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like, we're going to be talking back half of the season, yeah, when maybe Billy gets into a couple games. Yeah, and so based like... on who knows what at the time, maybe there's other defensive injuries. Mm-hmm. Maybe who knows? Who knows what'll happen at that point? But it's so hard to work somebody in at that point, too, right? Yeah. And and we don't we don't know where uh, the Jets are going to be 
uh, at that point. And so we don't know if like that roster well, the trade group deadline is, is somewhere yeah. around there. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe if Villy's good to go by then, and depending on the Jets situation and the standings, maybe they move out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a Dylan yeah. or whatever. And then you got a roster spot there for who, yeah. you know, whoever wants it, which yeah. is either Philly or Chisholm or Stanley or yeah. what, have, what have you. Yeah. yeah. But we do know uh, the 23 guys who were going to be on the opening night roster uh, when uh, the Jets uh, start the season in Calgary on Wednesday, uh, October 11th. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, a lot of folks uh, kind of wondering what the team was going to look like uh, coming off of, obviously, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois is not here anymore. Blake Wheeler is not here anymore. And so um, the uh, the forward group was pretty much locked in for the most part throughout the um the preseason. And so uh, do you have the, the, the sort of the top 12? Were, yeah. Yeah. Were... yeah Connor and Sh- Connor Shifley and Velarde is your top line. Mm-hmm. Uh, Niederreiter, Perfetti and Ehlers is line two. I follow Lowry Appleton on line three, Baron Kapari and Namastenkov on line three with Gustafson as your 13th forward. Mm-hmm. I've heard the question a lot lately about Appleton and the question being what's up with Appleton? Well, and this is, <laughs> I talked about this last week, you know, yeah. like he, like I, for my money, uh, the, whatever it's worth, I'm taking Morgan Barron every day of the week. Yeah. I, like I'm he, putting he, Nemestankov for Barron oh, on the third line, maybe over Appleton, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, it might be a balance thing. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah, like and I mean, the fourth line, to be honest, of Baron Kapari and Namastenkov has a little more offensive ability than the third line. Yeah, currently. and I would like to say that sort of from man one to man 13, I think that the Jets are actually much deeper this year than they were last year. And I mean, obviously, you have the two big takeaways, but I think you've got a more balanced forward group. And... I would agree with that. Last year they had Menelainen, they had Carson Kuhlman, they had a few randos just yeah. kind of hold Sam Gagne was there for a while. I feel like the they're a deeper four-line team now. Mm-hmm. Um, that is for sure. And you know what? It, it's preseason. All the networks are out there putting their talking heads to work and uh, making predictions and all that kind of thing. And <clears throat> the Jets, the kind of like the focus, as always, from the national media mm-hmm. is, you know, um, with the Jets, it's like, oh, uh, Hellebuck and Shifley, what are they going to, you know, like their contract questions. And so everything about the Jets is about that. And then it's like, they're like, they're not going to be very good because Shifley and Hellebuck want out or blah, blah, blah. And like, that's all <laughs> they talk about. Yeah. I think around these parts, we're, you know, we pay a lot closer attention to our Jets, and I just secretly have this feeling that they're a much better team than they were last year, and they finished um, with 95 points last year, mm-hmm. and barring that terrible 21-game stretch or whatever it was at the end of the season, mm-hmm. they were like a top third in the league kind of team, yeah, and defensively under bonus his first season defensively the jets improved like drastically they mm-hmm. were um in the like goals against and d- high danger shots and chances against they all like improved significantly over what they had been and the yeah. jets you know like you got a goalie like hellebuck and now brassois backing them up you feel pretty confident with either of those two in the net yeah, it's and... good. It's a good tandem. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think I think that you know, like, let's be honest, right? The people people are kind of uncertain, and I mean, it's beginning of the season. Hope springs eternal, and everybody is 
I mean, it's Winnipeg. So, so folks, folks are bound to complain a little bit and people are kind of down on this, um, uh, in the, in the free press, uh, I guess it was, uh, free press yesterday, the two hockey writers, uh, Ken Weeb and Mike, Mike McIntyre kind of did a, uh, season prediction, uh, uh, thing. And so they both had, uh, the Jets, Falling somewhere in the top four in the Central Division. I mean, behind Colorado and Dallas. Yeah. Uh, one of them had 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 us finishing fourth behind Minnesota. One of us had us finishing third ahead of Minnesota. And that That's would about, kind of, yeah. you know, it'll put us it's kind right. of in in play for one of the uh, wild card uh, spots. And I think that hey, you know what? that's exactly where we were last year. And so I don't know. I think that I'm excited because a, you get to watch NHL hockey again, but B last year's team, honestly, with all of the sort of internal stuff that you heard and you could see that there were guys that they didn't want to be there. They were taken, you know, they were kind of taken taken shifts off and and it was just a very um fractured group and i think that these guys they seem like maybe it might be a more cohesive unit and there's something to be also said about uh, a team kind of getting that negative press or lowered expectations thrown at them and it's like a little bit of fuel for the fire and oh absolutely you know boys are saying you know what we're better than that and it's yeah. it's a bit it's been a they're in the midst of a culture reset as everybody yep. loves to talk about around here too right like mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that you can't discount that to be honest with you you know even though it's just beer league we talk like we play hockey and listeners I know a lot of a lot of you guys do too um, the locker room vibes are hugely important to the success of a team right. like you you know and uh, so the Jets are kind of it's a new season. They got a new captain. Yeah. Lake new sh- is gone. New, you know what sheriff, I mean? New sheriff in the locker room. Lake was right? still there last year, even though he wasn't captain. He was still there. Yeah. God love him. And he'll get a warm reception when he comes back. But like it was, everybody knew. And, yep. you know, that's pro hockey. That's pro sports. It was time for him to go. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, hashtag way she goes. And yep. Blake will do great in New York. I got him on my fantasy draft with like my last pick. Uh, he was still available, and I was like, you know what? He's going to score sixty points over there in New York. Why not take him? Yep. Um, so yeah, they got him skating with Artemi Panarin, I think. Oh yeah. Is, uh, you know that wheels, guy's pretty good. Wheels in the bread <laughs> and the bread man. Look at that. <laughs> this sounds uh, like a morning show. Yeah, wheels in the bread man in the morning. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> taking over New York radio. Uh, so uh, we should play a song and. Mm. Uh, you picked a couple of bangers and I thought that, um, the rural Alberta advantage song was a good one to go out with because it's, uh, the, the track is called our youth and it's a youthful team. And, uh, mm. you know, uh, I, whatever in radio, we call that a, a segue and, uh, <laughs> We'll, we'll try and tie it together here. Uh, maybe grasping at straws, but uh, yeah, Royal you know. Alberta Advantage got a yeah. brand new album out, and like it just came out. And this yeah. is not—I don't think it's a single off the new album. No, but I, I liked the—I uh, liked the sound of this one. So yeah, let's let's throw it to our youth here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. <laughs>
That was Rural Alberta Advantage with Our Youth, off their brand new album, The Rise and the Fall. This is co-host Tom, and you're listening to Talkin' Hockey, the Hockey Talkin' Show. Co-host Jared, we were going to talk about a little bit about fantasy hockey in this segment, I think. Yeah, and well... maybe a little recap of our uh, recreational hockey adventures. Yeah, yeah, because we we know what brings in the listeners. And it's, you know, people love to hear folks talk about their beer league hockey teams and also their fantasy hockey teams. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? Like a lot, uh, a lot of our listeners are beer league players. Yeah, Uh, I know. We're we're we're, we got to we got to play to our demographic. I mean, it's just it's just smart. Uh, I will say, too, uh, if you have never heard it, uh, the Rural Alberta Advantage do a really, really great cover of a locker room staple, uh, The Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard that one, but no it's, uh, oh, that, it's awesome. Is it on one of their albums or is um, it like they do it live or something? I think it it's something that was like a staple in their live set. And so they recorded it and you could get it yeah. on their band camp for a while. Uh, it's, it's good. It's not, yes, not the, what you would think. No, uh, but it, it sounds like them. And then, you're oh like, yeah. Oh, it's the song and yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, so last week we were, we were recording and you were, probably only paying half attention to the show because you were prepping, <laughs> prepping for your hockey draft. No, and, <laughs> and we were talking about how, you know, uh, you, you got yourself a 12 team league and it's a snake draft. And last year you were saddled with pick number one, which is a blessing and a curse. Cause you get to pick yeah. Connor McDavid and then you have to wait for 23 picks before you get to pick again. And lo and behold, this year, by some sort of luck of random draw, you got pick number one again. And so uh, you probably stayed the course and took Connor McDavid. I certainly did. Uh, Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even give it a thought. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Just a just. I, I don't know. Yeah, like the jokes with the the boys on the uh, doing in the league doing the draft is um, I was like the you know I'm the Edmonton Oilers of you know the lottery years where they were getting first overall picks willy nilly handed out to them, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and you know it was uh, yeah luck of the draw that's a randomly like the 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 app the website whatever it it generates it randomly so mm-hmm. i just happened to get uh, first overall so i did not give it a second's worth of thought i just mm-hmm. it came to my turn and i i did do a dramatic um suspense where i waited like 10 seconds you get mm-hmm. i think you get 60 seconds per pick or whatever mm-hmm. and i did i did wait 10 seconds just for dramatic effect but well uh, you, you know folks like that folks like yeah. folks folks <laughs> like a little bit of theatrics uh, yeah. So how uh, outside of your top pick, which obviously you did quite well with, uh, how did you feel the rest of your draft went? Honestly, I like my team. I do. I like it a lot. And I didn't intend for it to go this way, but I kind of skewed a little bit older with mm-hmm. with some of my picks. I got Sidney Crosby with my second pick. So that was 24th overall. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's, then a little oh, that's sorry, pretty it's pretty late to be honest for yeah, yeah. you know he was still it, available for me and I was like, what am I gonna not take Crosby here? Like I yeah. love the guy and uh 
Look, I'm giving Crosby a chance to play with Connor McDavid here. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. You know, it's yeah. what we all want to see. But they exactly. won't have a best-on-best best international tournament, so I got to do it in fantasy hockey. Yeah. But um, well, that's a pretty good of, foundation to start yeah, with. Yeah, some of the older guys, some of the other older guys I, I got were like Anzi Kopitar, who I took in the, uh, the ninth round. I got... Um, uh, Mark Andre Fleury, I took in the 16th round. Drew Doughty in the 17th round. Um, so those, those Blake Wheeler in the 22nd round. So those mm-hmm. are some of my old guys. So I got some veteran leadership on the team, you know. And I think I really like that group of old guys that I got. Like they're all they're gonna they're gonna put up their points, and Fleury's gonna get his wins, and you know he'll pitch a shutout now and then, and his goals against and save percent will be pretty reasonable. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think it'll be good. My goalies, I think, is the only thing I'm a little bit like, mm, I'm I'm not super sold on. I got yeah. Corpusalo from Ottawa, and mm-hmm. he'll play almost, you know, most of their games, I would say, right? And then I got Jeremy Swayman from Boston, and he's going to probably play 30 to 40, maybe. Mm-hmm. And... uh other than that, Flurry, and then I can't even remember the other guy I got. It's kind of like I don't know. Doesn't even. Didn't you get pick the guy from? Uh, oh yeah, Carolina. Piotr Kochetakov. <laughs> so I read okay. a couple. I read a couple fantasy articles that were like, you know, this guy's valuable. Yeah, take him. Yeah, and on, I don't know what Carolina's doing with goalies. Though they got Freddie Anderson. Yeah. They got this Pyotr Ketchikarov mm-hmm. and they got um Ranta, maybe? Yeah. Pretty sure it's anti-Ranta. Yeah. So they got like three very capable goalies. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the the we talked about it last week and um goalies, it's kind of a a thing where if you don't jump early, once one of them gets picked, there will be a run on them. And, and there was in our Yeah, draft, of course. Like, um, I think the first goalie to go was Ilya Sorokin, and he went in the first round, 10th overall. Yeah. Of 12 teams of 12 so. picks. So that I was like, I was surprised. I didn't think a goalie would go till, I was like, maybe round two for sure. But um, in round two, uh, there was a couple goalies. Shesterkin went at 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ottinger went at 19. And then uh, Gorgiev went in round three, as did uh, Hellebuck and Allmark mm-hmm. and Juicy Saros and Vitek Vanacek. So, you know, the goalies who play for teams who are going to get lots of wins. Yeah. And yeah. Well, so I think. You know, it it all kind of, I think it's going to hinge on your uh, Boston pick. Uh, And like Boston kind of showed last year that they're going to ride a hot hand. And, you know, the Bruins. You know who I think is going to be really good this year? Ottawa. I think the Ottawa Senators are making the playoffs. I think (laughs) that they're going to be, and I heard somebody on TV say this. uh, It's not my original thought, but. Last year, I think it was, or two years ago, or whatever, the Devils went from like, you know, 60 points or 80 mm-hmm, points mm-hmm. to 100 and some odd points. You know, there was a huge jump. Mm-hmm. And they were like, the Ottawa Senators are going to be that this year. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to be this year's New Jersey Devils, where they, last year they had 80 something points. They're going to get 100 this year. So, um, I think they're going to be a really good team and Corpus is going to start a lot of their games. So I'm, you know, hopeful, hopeful. I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, fantasy at this point in the season, that's all you can be is hopeful, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, you'll have to keep us uh, updated as the season goes on and let yeah. us, let us know where you're at. I will. I'm excited that uh, the um, season starts on Tuesday. So. Yeah. Very cool. Set those rosters. Yeah, get your get your line lineups set. Uh, and so, I guess before we go though, we should... yeah we got a couple minutes left and we need yeah. a garage league update. 
yeah so uh we big weekend in the glh yeah we we played last night your your uh winter club seals and yeah. uh we picked we got up into our, the win column Jared. yeah picked We're up our w first against... dub yeah yeah yeah, and uh, co-host Tom had himself a heck of a game and uh, scored a couple of uh, of uh, key goals for the squad. So, including the game winner, in fact. Yeah, I got the game winner, and that was a garbage goal. I was just cleaning up, <laughs> just taking out the trash right there. The, you know, and like honestly, like isn't isn't that the way? That's you know, like you you dream about scoring nice goals or whatever, and. The other goal I got was, I think, a little nicer. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, it was a and, sweet, sweet snipe. And uh, but but the garbage goal there, you know, I was just sitting at the top of the crease and just whacked in a wobbly rebound, basically, and it, you know, bobbled over the line, kind of thing. So <clears throat> I'll hey, take it. They all they don't ask count. how they ask yeah. how many. And yep. nobody's asking how many. But if you're curious, check out the Garage League website statistical section. Yeah. <laughs> curated by uh, yours truly. So yeah. Anyway. There you go. That's our little project this year is uh, running the running the stats for the league, and it's been pretty fun so far. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. So uh, we uh, picked up our first W. Uh, we we beat team number one again. Still. Three of the yeah, we're a week yet... later, and these guys still don't have names. Yeah, apparently yeah. they're close. Well, close oh. only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Jared doesn't count in recreational hockey team names. No, uh, but you know, we'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah, and then uh, we uh, in the other game. Yeah, on uh, Thursday. Yeah, big shout out to uh, Pat Lazo, who. Uh, oh my God! Yeah. Yeah. Lazo scored two goals and they uh okay, again, no team names. It was yeah. team four and team three. Yes. Team three won uh by a score of four to three, and Pat's on team four. Correct. So two goals in the losing effort. But man, that was a good game. I was there watching. It was a mm -hmm. great game. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like okay, so uh friend of the show, Chris Friesen with a beautiful setup on Lazo's first goal and Lazo like getting bear hugged going down. He's basically lying on the ice and he uh, gets that puck to go uh, through the, through the wickets of the goalie. And I can't recall who was playing goal at the moment, but doesn't matter. And yeah, great celebration. Ref uh, brings over the goal puck to the score booth and says, you know, like, here you go. And so uh, I was there, gave it to Pat. And anyway, uh, and then his second goal. Similarly, he was, you know, parked in the slot and came to him, gave it a good whack. So, yeah, congrats to Pat Lazo on the two goal game. Sorry, you guys didn't win, but way she goes. Right. So, yeah. 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 And so, uh in uh this this coming week uh we finally get to be the home team we get to wear the navy uh so oh. so we will be the navy seals uh <laughs> and and we take on uh uh the the scoring juggernaut pat pat lazo and team 4 hopefully they'll have a name by then mm. yeah. yeah and they kind of they kind of gave us the business in uh, the opening game of the season, and so uh, your your uh, Navy Seals will be looking for uh, some redemption. So it should be a good game uh, Thursday night, ten forty or nine forty five. If you want to come out and uh, yeah. watch some uh, beautiful beer league, uh, garage league action, I'm not gonna lie, it's like decent old man hockey. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. there's there there are worse ways to spend a Thursday night at nine forty five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, shout out to John Lambert, uh, aka Lambo, who's on Team Four with Pat Lazo. I think he let he set him up for the other goal for yeah. Lambo for Lazo's other goal, and uh, Lambert uh, uh, hosted at his uh, one. Uh, what's it called? Underdogs. Um, a group of uh, garage leaguers earlier in the week for a little sort of season kickoff. There's going to be a few, few social events through the season, which is a nice fun feature of garage league hockey. So 
Um, but you know, the action on the ice, furious. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Nonstop. And nonstop. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna go out here on a song because it's time to go, dear listeners. Thanks for tuning in. We'd like you to keep your stick on the ice if you don't mind. Um, always, you know, always be on the ready because a guy can zip it across the ice. You don't even know it's coming, but if your stick goes on the ice and he puts the pass right there, good things happen. Muscle memory, good things happen, man. Yeah, yeah. stick on the ice. Yeah. Um, the song we're going out is on is uh, Jeff Rosenstock. I've been been loving this dude. Yeah. Um, I, I heard of him about a year ago. Okay. And I was like, oh, where have you been? Well, and I went through and listened to some of his albums. Love him. And his yeah. new album, Hell Mode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it just came out a month or two ago, maybe. It rips. It's so yeah. good. And the song we're going to play is a very fun song. And it's kind of like the main single off the album, I think. Yeah. And it's called, uh, oh, man. I don't, I don't like so liked you better. Yes, I liked you better. Yeah. I'm I'm bad with song names, but this is a ripper. So enjoy and keep your stick on the ice and we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Mm-hmm.